0: This is the end of Black History Month. Black History Month is a time where Black Americans can reflect on our contributions to this society. And we've made quite a few. Um, But I just wanted to have a conversation with my mother to explore our Black history. Hopefully this episode encourages you to take a peek at your own history with the Lord. I don't believe that history with the Lord starts when I meet him. History with the Lord is my family's history with him as well. Um, In the Bible, we hear about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were constantly stewarding the stories and their experiences with God, and they claimed their ancestors' experience with God as their own. So in this episode, you're going to hear me exploring my mother's experiences with God and you're going to hear as certain patterns and um, trends are um, repeated in my life, the same as with her, and you're going to get to hear how God, although subtle, was in my mother's story from childhood until adulthood. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. This is our question guy. I Question God, the podcast. My name is Lamaya. I'm your host, um, Lamaya LaVrez. And I'm super excited to to be here with you guys today. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, This episode is featuring one of the most influential people in my life. She's probably the first person I've met in the world. (laughs) She's given me so much um, in my identity She is the reason I love words and ideas and thought and conversation. So she's like the grandmother of this podcast. (laughs) Everybody, welcome. My mommy. Hi, Ma. Hi, Lamaya. Hi, everyone. Hi. So Ma, um, I introduced you a bit, but of course, not enough. What would you like us to know about you?
1: Number one is that I love God, mm. and I am a true servant of our Father, and that Jesus is my guide. He is the head of my life.
0: It's beautiful, um, Ma. What is your favorite? Our most influential memory, experience, or encounter with God.
1: Well, I've had, bearing, I've had many. Um, I've had. I have childhood memories that I know that I was in the presence of God. Let's say, I think maybe as a teenager, I was uh, actually visiting my aunt in Daytona Beach, Florida and I went to a service where, and it was Pentecostal, mm-hmm. it was a Pentecostal church or rather and that was when I first felt an overwhelming um, presence mm-hmm. that I felt guided a, you know an actual spiritual experience I guess you would say yeah and it was the first time that I was offered salvation. Even though I didn't fully understand it, I knew that it was something that I wanted in my life. And that was to, you know, to be, I don't know, maybe just to, just to keep God's presence, you know, um, as part of my life
0: wow that's beautiful that's beautiful i think the overarching reason why i brought you on this podcast um one because i actually don't know how much history you have with god i have an idea just from the conversations that we've been able to have in recent past but i I was really curious on how much history you actually have with the lord and um, how much history i have with the lord it's funny every time somebody comes up to me and asks me about my parents they ask me um am i a preacher's child um so that like literally it just happened today again um, right before i was gonna record this podcast and wrong and um people just assume um because of the relate i don't know like they see in the spirit and they look at Uh, my relationship with the Lord and then they just asked me immediately about my parents' relationship with the Lord. Um, And so I was curious. I was curious to see what that looked like for you. Um, Can you tell me a bit more about what your overarching relationship with the Lord looked like from childhood until now?
1: Sure. So um, I remember seeing my grandmother um, she we were in Mississippi and I would see her on her knees actually praying and I knew that she was talking you know that she was talking to God she wasn't just you know um she wasn't praying out loud or you know she wasn't a very loud person anyway but I remember seeing her and, and when I have these images of her even now um, that I recall of her in that house and she you know, she was on her knees you know, actually you know, praying um, at her bed and it wasn't like I said, it wasn't a fiery prayer or you know, but I would just listen every night, you know waiting for her to, you know, to pray. And she was the only person that I know who did that. You know, I know we, you know, we were taught to say our grace over food or, you know, or we went to church and knelt at, at the altar. But my grandmother, it was, it was different. You know, just seeing her, you know, on her knees, just in not humble you know, adoration for God.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was something I know that I asked God. You know, it's funny because I didn't really even know the name of your podcast, but um I questioned God. I always questioned God. I always knew that His presence was with me, and it's something that I always, you know, that I always did. And and I remember that, um, you know. I would have i would um i would have like nights where i didn't sleep and i could just remember my grandmother p- playing her little radio and she would play um sermons of oral robbers wow. and i, I remember um like when we would have radio in our room at home i would try to search for that channel but of course I couldn't find it because that was Mississippi and we were living in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a radio station, you know, there, um, you know, there. But I knew that just like that radio station, you know, that I could tune into something. I could tune into, you know, just the presence of God. Just by talking, I would actually to start praying, and, and that's how I was able to fall asleep. And, you know, as I grew up, I can't say I always even, because uh, I had a child mind, you know, I wanted the things that I thought that I wanted. I thought that, okay, only God can give me these things, and it's not happening. I would literally pray. I would pray to be thin. And I don't think I would wake up and totally not be thin or, you know, or skinny. Yeah. Um, and I would just be like, God, why? You know, God, why is that person, you know, pretty? Why is that person this way or that way? You know, and why isn't it, you know, why am I not that person? And I, you know, so of course, in my child mind, um. I was also told by adults, N- "Don't question God," but in my child mind, I was still questioning God, mm. and but I was, you know, questioning God as an immature child, and I didn't understand. Um, I didn't understand the, you know, of course I could. Not, it wasn't um, intelligent enough at that age to understand the totality of God. And I don't know who ever will be, but you know, it was only from my limited, um, childlike, you know, um maturity that I that I questioned that.
0: It's so funny that um, you describe your um kind of like entrance to God or that knowledge of God peaking when watching your grandma because honestly it was the same with me, like how your mom, grandma, she really she's the one who taught me how to pray like I remember laying down before going to bed and just praying and I remember just things like that so I remember prayer being important to me um because that's what grandma did so (laughs) it's it's Mm -hmm. it's really funny to see these parallels between our lives just to to hear about like how your grandmother sparked your um earnesty for prayer and then same thing with me. And, and I, I remember I used to like lose things. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but <laughs> I used to like lose things. Right. I remember one time I lost like um, I don't know, it'll be it'll be something as simple as like I lost my glasses. And I used to like, look up to God. I used to be like, God, can you please help me find my glasses? And like, sure enough, I would find them or if I would lose like my money or something, I was like, God, I'm so sorry that my room's a mess. Like, forgive me, <laughs> like, forgive me. I'm, I'm so sorry, help me find this money. Like, it's it's weird. Like, it's wild that my relationship really looked a lot like your relationship in terms of um. Just prayers as a as a little girl. That's that's really wild. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think that means? Well, I I
1: know that <laughs> some things are are just hereditary. Yeah. Um And I think God wants to have you know. I think one thing that I I will say this one thing that I know or I have come one thing that I have come to know is that God will give you like experiences with people that you have connection with And um, I I guess I just love that, you know, like I, of course I wouldn't have known it back then, but I remember praying for, I remember praying for me to buy my glasses too. that's And the thing about it is that I never, I always as a kid, I always slept with my glasses on so as an adult now I still sleep with my glasses on but that is funny to know that um, you know your grandmother because of course your grandmother is my mother Mm -hmm. so I don't I don't have that same experience with my mom uh, growing up however um, as you know, um, well, you know, your listeners may not, um, I had a long illness and I was, um, in the hospital and I was away from you guys for months at a time. And, uh I remember I was getting ready to go in for surgery and my mom grabbed my doctor's hands and she started praying for him. Yeah. And, um, uh, he said, to her, oh, thank you. And for some reason, they started calling my mother, Grandma. Thank you, Grandma. And um, he says, But I pray. He says, I do pray before I operate. She says, Well, you, you pray your way, and I'm going to pray my way. She said, <laughs> God, she said, God got her, but I just want God to have you too. <laughs> so, and like I said, my mother wasn't like this you know, loud, boisterous prayer person.
0: Yeah,
1: but I would in the um, when I was in my hospital bed and I could open my eyes, I was able to, you know, to see my mom, you know, read her Bible and I was able to, you know, to hear her, you know, her whispered prayers. And um, the funny thing is this, um, and I think I shared it with you, so I'll share with your, um, your listeners. Too, um so I was um in- intubated like how you say now then you know talk about people being on a, a ventilator yeah. so I was intubated and but I had a a notepad and I could write so I remember waking up and I didn't see my mother so I asked the you know the nurse for the pad and the and the little marker, and I wrote, "Where's my mom?" And um, she says, "Oh, Grandma, she's down. She's praying for the family, for the praying with the family next door." <laughs> and the and you know, and then I remember waking up again, and she wasn't there. And I pointed to the thing, and um, she says, "Oh, your um, your mother is down the hall. She's praying with the family there." I was saying, when is she going to be this prayer warrior? (laughs) When did God God elevate her? (laughs) Um, But I remember when, you know, they finally could take the tube out and I could talk. And I asked, you know, again, I woke up and I asked my nurse, where's my mom? And um, she says, oh, I'll I'll go and get her. And my mother, she had a little red walker that she, um, You know that she was using, and I said to her, "Where were you?" She said, "Oh, I was praying for the lady next door. She's going up to the um to the floor now. She's going back to the regular floor." Wow. And she was, you know, this lady, you know, would have died. Was they were no, they were expecting her to die, and I was praying with them. And and then so I would see people come to my room, and they would hi, grandma hi, grandma, to, to my mom. And I'm like, okay, she's quite a little socialite up in this hospital. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um, you know, when they begin to tell me about, you know, people that she prayed for, that they returned to the regular floor or one lady um, that she prayed for was able to um, be released and go to um, the medical rehab. And so I asked her one day, I said, mom, you're praying for all these people can you pray for me I want to go back home to my kids she said oh you're going to be fine I'm praying, <laughs> that, like, I'm, gonna, I'm praying for the people she was like I'm going to I'm praying for the that, people that may not be fine she said "But I'm, and I, I'm like she said you're going to go home you're going to go home and I kept my saying God can you hurry up and let her answer these people's prayers because I want to go home to my kids
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow
1: but it was that opportunity of, you know, her, you know, she she was right. I was gonna be fine because she was praying for me. Right. And she had that confidence
0: that I was
1: going to be fine.
0: Wow. Man, it's such a it's so like I was before this, you know, in the intro, I said like I really wanted to have this conversation because I kind of wanted to know, like, like my history with God and like the legacy we have in the spirit, because I, 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 I know this, like ever since being saved, I've had dreams. I've had prophetic words. I had people just speak over me like, wow, you carry so much authority. And you're, you're going to get like what your grandmothers have. And I feel like what your grandmothers were, like you're going to be. And it's just, it's just this thing. Like, um, I've had so many words even over prayer and it sounds like God has really been protecting this, um, this will to pray, um, within our family. Um, even I had auntie Kresha on here as well. And she, she, her episode was really about prayer. So it sounds like to me, like the Lord has really been protecting this, this, um, this, this prayer thing in our family and um, wow that's that's powerful that's powerful
1: yeah and it isn't until you share Well, I have something to learn it isn't until you share God with someone that you realize what he's and it was a song that says you know or that said what God has done for me you know if he does he, if I've seen God do it for others I know he'll do it for me Mm -hmm. you know and but like i said it's all about maturing you know how our prayers change you know based on our you know and, and it's really based on our faith um i know that when i choose when i chose not to um want to live a life I would say um as I saved you know life because I wanted to um one I was young and um my perspective of God was different not that I know that God um would not be there for me but it's just that at that time I just didn't want God you know um uh Cause I really wanted to do things that, um, other people were doing, you know, I didn't want, um, you know, I wanted to go out. I wanted to date cause I didn't think that, okay, you know, I don't see that many young men my age, you know, that are saved. Um, and I didn't see many women who's, who started out young being saved and ended up with husbands. <laughs> So I don't know if it's like, you know, I can really truth, truthfully admit this fact. I did. I maybe I didn't even want a man that was in, you know, that was in the church because of the, of the um the things that I had seen, you know, with, um maybe growing up. Sure. But there was a group of us young, you know, teenagers and. You know, we, with one of the young men were saved, well, it was like five or six other young women who thought, oh, he's saved. No, he's going to, I shall, shall God's going to make that my husband. He's going to be my husband. And I used to say, how can he be all five of their husbands? <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not competitive like this with these church people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came, I returned home um, to Massachusetts, back to Springfield Mass. And of course, the, you know, there was not, there wasn't even preacher's sons that were, that, you know, were professing to be saved. But anyway, like I said, it wasn't Scott's choice, but it was my choice that I was not even serving him. And, you know, definitely not living a pure life as you know being a young person and you know you see other things like you know other girls your age who had boyfriends or you know or they had you know they were smart they had material things and of course I questioned God you know okay God when am I it gonna be my turn when is it gonna be my turn and um but as I got to be an adult um it was that same immaturity that uh, that I couldn't quite understand. Um and you know, as I think about it now, I think that's the way I, you know that it is. We question God whether um, you know, with all of these big, big questions we have about life. Mm-hmm. And we are still immature well, and we maybe we want it right then and right there. We want our prayers answered right then and right there. And um, But the funny thing about it, um, as you were saying about your, when people ask you if um, your parents, you know, are ministers. So I wasn't, I wasn't saved all my life <laughs> as, uh, as the saying goes. But um, I met your dad and he was the first person who I knew um, and I hope you know this is for mature people that um, I would hear him pray and I would say, Okay, so you know, this man is praying, <laughs> and, and it was like a thing where I'm saying, Um, it was a thing where I was saying that, Okay, God, um, this is a wonderful man, you know, this he prays in the morning and he prays at night and I was so you know that just endeared me to him there was just something about that experience of you know hearing uh, and I didn't, the funny thing is that I never knew very many men in my life that prayed out loud you know I never had that experience in my life. So um, you know, and he was also the first person the first man that I would hear like literally walk around and say, Yes, Jesus, thank you. Yes, Father God, thank you. And that was like, you know, kinda amazing to me. That I think the light in him is really um is really you know amazing and i couldn't really see it as husband husband material initially but i think god that god sees down the road more than i he gives us really what we need
0: yeah you know
1: yeah. and what we desire so he
0: do give us the desires of our heart i think even in the midst of it like when i hear your story I do see glimpses where God just refused to let you go and I do see places where you still had the gifts like because the gifts of God are irrevocable like and and they come without apologies and so you did still have that I think prophetic edge you still had that um I, I don't know how to say it but um knowledge of the times and the seasons, even in how you chose my father, like you chose him because he was a man of prayer. Um, even like all these different things that came together, I still see God in the midst of your story. Can you talk about um, what it was like seeing me get saved um, and what that did to you? Wow,
1: I, I remember this. uh I remember the day like it was yesterday and, and, um, by that point in my life, I had seen the wonders of God in so many different areas and me, myself, I was still searching, you know, I was still unfulfilled, you know, um, I, you know, professed be you know being of course being saved and trying to you know walk a, you know a new way and you know uh re- forgot to um enlighten my you know my my understanding and you know all of those things and then I invited you to a you and your sister to come to this because i heard this man preaching and um I was really in awe um, Is a minister from a uh, prophet, actually from Jamaica, called Michael Carter. And I happened to look over to the side, and I saw you out in the spirit, <laughs> and you were crying, but you look tired. You look totally like surrendered. I should, so I don't I don't want to I don't know if I can say the but that was in my spirit that you that you looked tired and totally surrendered and um your dad i think ran over to where you were on the seated seated on the side and he walked you to the altar and um and i walked you know behind and you were crying you were just crying and at that point I felt I can't say I felt your pain but I felt as if um, how can I say this I felt as if I knew I was supposed to give you back to God at that time mm. that that's the feeling that I had like You know, I, 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 you know, I knew that I had given you a course back to God when you were, you know, when you were baptized, when you were, you know, christened as, um, but at that time, at that altar, and, um, even I could start, I started to then feel the pull of God. I felt it like, um. I don't know, maybe like like a bungee cord? Oh. It would be, but I, how I could explain it. Like, I could go, I was at the, I don't want to the end of my rope, but I felt like it was that bungee cord feeling like, you know, like a a constant, like maybe like a little pulling, pulling, pulling. And I knew that no matter what I wanted, I want I wanted you to um, maybe even have what I always wanted. Oh. I remember praying, praying that at that at the altar, and um, then when you when you said that you were going to get baptized, I had never been water immersed, baptism by water immersion at that time. Um, But I just didn't really think that that was something that I particularly needed at that time. Yeah. But the the night that you got baptized um, during that revival. I, it was like a feeling inside me that I really can't explain. And only thing that I could ever think that it would equal that would be like, you know, I had seen you, of course, at graduation and I was proud of you, for, you know, for um, in that cap and gown. And, you know, at the time your grandmother was passing, mm-hmm. uh, was transitioning and you, she wanted to see you in that cap and gown. You know, I was very proud of you then. But I think the only thing maybe that would equal me seeing you get baptized would be maybe you getting married. Actually, I probably feel better about you getting baptized because I'd rather really you have a relationship with Jesus. I know he's, he's he is all right. Uh, when you get married, we're going to pray for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, How can I say you've always just done things your way. Um, right or wrong, you've always, you know, just done things your way and but at that moment I knew that you were doing things God's way and I had to be, I felt like I had to be accept, you know, accepting, you know, but yet honored that I got to, you know, that I got to see one of my children receive salvation and then, you know, um, to be baptized 'Cause I could, I didn't see that coming. Not then, at that time <laughs> in your life. You know? <laughs> so but the day you told me and your dad, and you always like to have us together. And um you came in the room, you said, Can I talk to both of you guys together? And um and you told us that you God had called you to minister. I I felt like it was just so matter of fact. Like how you know, you know how you, it felt like how you ask for something for Christmas and you open up a present and you get it. You have, you got it, but you always, but you knew that it was coming anyway, you know? But you get to really see it, you know? So that's how I felt when you told us that you accepted your call. And I thought of, um, I have my, our, my cousin, Derek had actually prophesied that over you. He was a child minister. He's not a, a mayor. Um, but you were here and you did a rap for the family. And uh, he said, oh, she's going to preach. Mm-hmm. But he's, he didn't go to the studio with you in New York. I did. I was there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny how, you know, someone has to, you know, and I believe that someone, you know, has to prophesy over, you know, over um, anointed ones.
0: Mm.
1: And I think it's just so that when it happens, it's just, we know that there was someone in the earth that bore witness to what God had already ordained.
0: Mm. And that is it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to I Question God. Me and my mother had a three hour conversation, so there is definitely going to be a part two. Next episode, you're going to hear more of the just miraculous works of God in my family. This episode, we really focused on the history of God, the history of prayer. That's something that I actually really just learned sitting down with my mother, we never really discussed her grandmother in much detail. And so just to hear about that impact that her grandmother had on her life and how it correlated with the impact that my grandmother had on my life and how that thing that God was protecting in our, our family, that this thing of prayer actually turned into miracles happening, people being prayed for and being healed. And although it's not in anyone's history book, it's now in mine. And I can testify that the gift of healing actually does live in my family line. And so I say that to say guys, what is your history with God? Do you know what actually lies in your bloodline we always talk about generational curses but do you know the generational blessings that are in your bloodline that is in your family why has God set your family apart on this earth um in the next episode you'll hear more of exactly just that you'll hear more of the healing power of Jesus Christ entering into the tragedy of my family um It's going to be beautiful. So stay tuned for that. Follow this podcast on Instagram. It's I Question God Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Lamaya Lorez. And we're just going to keep kicking it. We're just going to keep telling people about the miraculous works of God. Questioning and finding exactly where he is in our lives. Love you guys so much. See you next time.